Welcome to the anointed teaching preached at Church 316, the youth arm of the Fountain of Life Church. We hope that you be blessed as you listen to this message. And today I would like to talk about evangelism, which is something that is very, very important to all of us. Okay, let's read the Bible, Matthew 28. I read some couple of scriptures, but I will just try to stay a little bit focused. I don't read too much scriptures. Matthew 28. I'd like to read from verse 16. Matthew 28, 16. Matthew 28, 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee. Okay. Into not eleven disciples. Judas, you know, wasn't part of them this particular time into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all, not the word all, power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go, ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the earth. Mark 16. I think I'll just talk about Mark 16. I'll just talk a bit. Mark 16. Verse 15. Mark 16, 15. King James Version. And he said unto them, Go. This is the second time we're hearing go now. We're in Matthew. Ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, they shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth. Now they are obeying the instruction Matthew gave us in 28. And we're reading from Mark 16 now. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them. And confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Praise God. We can see from Matthew 28 here that Jesus was speaking to 11 disciples. Judas, you know. Say, look up at He has gone somewhere. You know. So he was speaking to 11 but you must know that this 11 were the people he chose himself to be a part of that work, of that kingdom. So you might be asking yourself the question, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not Pastor Bisui, I'm not Apostle Selman, I'm not Apostle Tomei Ayomi, so it doesn't really affect me. But what the Bible says to one, it says generically, it says to everybody. So he said to them, go and do these things. And the most interesting part is this, when he told them to go, he had already given them power. He said, all. And we all, we all, we are all students. We're still learning. Either you have been in the university or you're out. All means absolute. So if somebody says, give, let's imagine we have 10 sweets. I say, give all the sweets to maybe young. All the sweets. How many are you going to give to her? 10. Nobody collects anything after that. So Jesus said, all authority. So does the devil have anything? That's enough. So you go in that power, all authority has been given. So he sent them out to, to go preach. And they did amazing things. 
I mean amazing things, amazing things. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. You know, freely you have received, freely you have given. And they were just doing amazing things. And I'm saying to myself, okay, if these guys could do these things, are we also called to do it? You know, I said, you know, most times there's this part of our, our brain that thinks it's meant for the fivefold ministry, this evangelism thing, that to be as anointed as Pastor Taiwo, speak the word, the demons go. Can I really do it? And at the end of the day, we struggle because that side of us hasn't seen light yet. Like I think Sister Sarah said, there's no light in that side. So you feel I'm not called to do that. But when the word of God comes and throws light on that path, you begin to, you know, respond, not so much react. You begin to respond to that path. And I'm here to charge you to encourage someone that you are meant to do evangelism irrespective of your status within the body of Christ. By the grace of God, I've never been a pastor and I've always running away. <laughs> but I noticed that over the years, I've always been part of evangelism. Is that that somebody just recruits me or I do it on my own? Because I, I saw that Jesus gave us a commandment. Matthew 28, we all see it all the time. The Great Commission. But imagine if the Great Commission was given to a few. Let's just, let's just do an analogy. How many pastors do we have in Fountain? Maybe pastors say you can help me. Okay. In this particular structure, maybe 30, I don't know, maybe 30. So imagine we leave all the work to 30 pastors. All of you will produce 30 pastors. Do you think they can do it? Let's be sincere. Do you think they can do it? Ah, this was not, you are not in your head, you are trying to know. <laughs> okay, so don't, you don't send your name to Pastor Tabu. <laughs> do you think 30 people can do it? No. Jesus, I like to say it in your Baba. I'll find the translation. I hope I can get it. I always call Jesus Agba, who, you know, the, the old guy himself. Agba, who, who, he came around. He alone could not do it. He recruited 12. He didn't stop at 12. He recruited about 70 to do the work. He now recruited some people that we don't even know their names. Help me, let's go to Mark 5. I think that's a good place to start from there. So while talking, I'll tell you some of my experiences and some things that can be a form of injuries to preaching the gospel. Mark 5. There's a long story there. I, I think we can read it. I still have some bit of time. So I'll read quickly. Mark 5. So I read. And they came over onto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, Immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him. No, not with chains. Can you imagine that? Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him. He's not torn now. And the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. Verse 5. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God, that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, all the devils besought him, saying, send us into the swine, 
that we may enter into them. And forthwith, Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirit went out and entered into the swine. And the head ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. Okay, let me just move a little bit forward. Okay, so let's go to verse 18. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. I'll be Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord had done for thee and had had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. Let me say this here. You don't need a gift to preach the gospel. You don't need a talent to preach the gospel. What do you need? You need a story. You need a message. This guy, we don't know his name. He was possessed. He was delivered. The word decapolis, if you look at the Greek or in present Israel time, it means ten cities. These ten cities, Jesus hasn't gone there yet. No, Jesus was going from place to place. So Jesus told the guy, you know what? Go tell the world what has happened to you. And Bible history made us realize that this guy went into ten cities proclaiming how was possessed at one time have been delivered. That was his story. Then Jesus now had to come back and go into Decapolis because somebody had already gone ahead of him. Do you know his name? Was he part of the twelve? No, he wasn't. But he was told to go preach the gospel. So if you have this mindset that, okay, I'm not a pastor, I'm not an evangelist, just put that thing under the... Put it under. So you might say, well, okay, I don't know the Bible a lot. You know, where will I start from? What scripture will I use? Just find, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's okay. For all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. But the wages of sin is death. He has come to give us life through his grace. Just quote it. Quote it. You can even rhyme it here. You can wrap it. It doesn't matter. Just say it. Then bring out a story, maybe in the Bible. Or bring out the story of your life. This guy didn't go to seminary. He didn't go to theological school. He didn't go to the school of apostle. He didn't go to the school of prophet. He didn't go to pastoral school. All he had was his own story. I was once possessed by demons. But one man came up, showed up on the scene, set me free. You need to meet him. You need to meet him. That's your story. Stop saying, well, I can't see anything. Well, would they believe me? No. There's a brother in the Bible. I call him a brother, really. His name is Ananias. And when Paul had this experience, you know, Saul of Tarsus had this experience, his eyes was blind. And he had to be taken, led by the hand, and they brought him somewhere. And the Lord appeared to brother Ananias. And said, you know, brother Ananias, I want you to go and meet Saul of Tarsus. You know, I want you to get their hands on him, let him see, let him speak in tongues. And the guy was like, God, wait a minute. Do you know this guy? Let me give you his history. This guy harassed us. He took us. He threw us inside prison. God said, I know, I know, I know, I know. Just go. And brother, brother Ananias got there. <laughs> I'm putting brother so that you don't know that this work is not for five-foot ministry. No. And he got there and said, brother Ananias, brother Ananias, the Lord that appeared to you on that way said I should come. I should pray for you. Da, 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 da. And he prayed. Guess what? His eyes opened. And he prayed. Guess what? He got filled with the Holy Ghost. Till now, if they write Bible history, there's no way you will write Bible history without calling Brother Ananias. You're not going to mention Peter, one of the closest. Not James, one of the closest. Not John. No. Brother Ananias. 
had the story of a particular man that did a crusade. And a lot of people think a lot of people showed up. He preached powerfully, you know. He was anointed, he was warded, he was loaded, he was padded, and he made the altar call. And one young boy came out. And in his mind, he's like, ah, with all this anointing. Well, say after me, da 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 da. And I believe they would have been discouraged. Da da. Nobody, a lot of people didn't come out. What's wrong? Did you guys pray? Didn't we pray? Pray, pray. Guess who that person was? Don't talk, man. <laughs> Guess who that person was? Billy Graham. One person came out, and that person was Billy Graham. For me, I probably probably the greatest evangelist that walked the face of there. Probably, I put him the the level when I'm bonky, burning him, and all those stuff. One person. You may have to go out, and it might be one person that you need to talk to, and that person gets saved. And that person changes the world. Look at the woman at the well. Five husbands. Someone asked my question. Where did she get it wrong? And Jesus met her at the well. Jesus was hungry. He left the hunger alone. Started talking to her. As he was talking to her, the word of knowledge was moving. And the woman took that message. Ah, five husbands. There's no way you could have known. You're a Jew. Jews don't relate with Samaritans. How could you have known? I started talking theological things. Oh, the Messiah is coming. This mountain, blah, blah, blah. And the woman just got to a point. She left her bottles, her pay or whatever you want to call it. And she went into town. Come and see the man who told me everything that I have done. She was not a prophetess. She was not an apostle. She was not a teacher of God's word. She was a man who was battered by life. Met the Messiah. And she went about preaching the gospel. I hope you know that Jesus stayed there for about two days. A place where Jews should not mix with Samaritan. Because somebody desired to preach the gospel. I want to encourage you. Your life is also a gospel. I know. We say the Lord. Oh, you know. I've just said, people know I'm a Christian in my life. Yes, we know. Imagine if Jesus said, they know I am the son of God and he didn't die. I'm the son of God and he didn't die. We must preach this gospel. You don't need to have the gifts. You don't have to have the talent. When I mean gifts and talent, I'm not talking about oratory speech and stuff like that. You don't have to have, you know, maybe you go to school, theological school, to tell you what is your genetics, what is eschatology, and leave that one for now. Just go and tell them I was blind one time. Now I see. I love the way Jesus did this stuff. We just use one person. That person, they'll say, Who you do? You won't mind. He came. He touched me. My eyes open. Who is he? I don't know. But I was blind one time. Now I see. Everything changed. I know one thing about the evangelism is that there's somebody somewhere like three, four bus stops away that needs to probably come to Fountain. I need to meet one person from Fountain. How did the woman with the issue of blood, how did she get to know that there was a Messiah in town who could heal her by infirmity? For about 12 years, she had that. How the blind Bartimaeus knew that somebody close to the son of David is around. And the guy was standing, blind Bartimaeus, he couldn't see. And he was hearing, you know, people that, that don't see well, they seem to have better, you know, hearing stuff and all those things. He just knew that people were just murmuring and moving around. And I believe with his garments, garment, he was just standing. And I was like, what's happening, what's happening? The son of David is passing. Son of David! He couldn't see. But somebody had told him, 
looks as if the Messiah is in town. And because somebody told him, he was able to find his deliverance. Somebody is there somewhere. He's on drugs. Nobody can help them. They need to come to church. But we will tell them, Romans says it's Romans 10. Say, how would they preach except the preacher be sent? How would they preach? Oh, the world is going down. It's going down. All these LGBTQ. Sometimes when I'm on Twitter and I'm seeing what is happening in America, I'm like, God, help us. We can shout and cry. Oh, the president of America is there. But what are we doing to reach out to these people? You know, people around your environment, you know the way they are living their lives. Man, if Jesus should come, they are not going anywhere. You are the one that should talk to them. You are the one that God has sent. The word apostle in the Greek means the sent one. A messenger of God. You are the messenger. I am the messenger. Okay. I think I'll stop around this side. Mark, I think it's Mark 3. Mark 3. This. You might say, okay, okay, okay. How will I get the story? How will I get to that point where I have the story? How will I get to that point where I have the story? Thank you, Lord. Mark 3. I'll start reading from 13. So this is the secret of how to get to that point where you can have a story. Mark 3. Don't forget, he said disciples, 11 disciples. The people he appointed. So Mark 3, I'll start from 13. I believe he's there. And he goeth, Jesus now, and he goeth up into a mountain and calleth unto him whom he would. And they came unto him. And he ordained twelve. Judas will stay here then. That they should be with him and that he might send them forth to preach. And to have power to use sicknesses and cast out devils. Let's stop there. The secret is in 14. He ordained 12. When God saves you, you are ordained. You are ordained. So what was the first thing after they got saved? Can you help me? Let's read. And he ordained 12 that they should... That's presence. After that, what should they now do? So, you have to encounter him first before you can preach him. That's what happened to the guy where the Mark 5. He encountered Jesus. His demons left him. And he wanted to follow him. You see, that's where we make mistakes most times. He wanted to come to church. I'm not saying come to church is wrong. He wanted to come and join the department. Jesus said, no. Go tell them what I have done because I've encountered you. When you become born again, the next thing is a relationship. After relationship, you can begin to flow and begin to reach out to people. I can tell you from experience, the reason why most of us don't preach the gospel is because there's a part of our relationship with God that we have not really strengthened. We've not strengthened it. If we strengthen, that's just the key here. It's not me talking now. This is key here. Scripture here. So that they might be within presence. So you can ask questions. Remember one time they couldn't heal somebody. And they asked me, why? Why? He now said prayer and fasting. It doesn't mean prayer and fasting is what you do it. He's just saying you have to consecrate more. They have the word of wisdom and how to deal with it. That was just basically, that's a long thing entirely. So just take it a pinch of salt. I didn't say prayer and fasting is not good. But it's more, it's not just prayer and fast. Then you can cast out the demon. No. You can even pray and fast and the demon won't go. It was just saying this thing, you couldn't do it because you lack the skill to do it. And the way to get the skill or the knowledge, the wisdom to do it is when you press in 
That's what prayer and fasting does. It helps you press in. So if you are praying and fasting and not reading the word and your prayer is hunger, hunger strike. My time is almost up. So, relationship. Let's just stop there. So I'll ask you the first question. Do you have a relationship with God? Let me break it down so I can, I'm going to make two calls. Although I'm told, told to talk about evangelism, but you can't do it if you don't know this. If you don't know this math thing that I read, forget it. You just be like the sons of Siva. They don't know what they are doing. They're just running like we are parroting. In the name of Jesus, that put a call. In the name of Jesus, that, oh God, you know, you know, get power here. They just beat them up. So do you have a relationship? My name is Baba Tunde Adelodu, so I'm the son of Adelodu. Or if you want to say it in the Jewish way, Ba, Tunde Ba Adelodu. The son of Adelodu. Because I'm a product of my dad and my mom. So the relationship exists because of identity through them first. Then I now moved to talking with my dad and my mom, which a lot of us or some people don't have. We are just born, but don't have that relationship. The first one is what I'm talking about. Have you been born again? Can I say, it's, very, it's, it's a hard saying, but we don't like saying it. If you are not born again, you are the son of the devil. It's as simple as that. But we don't like saying it, so that we don't sound offensive. But because you understand, I'm just saying it. <laughs> so, that's the first call I'm going to make. Because I won't tell you to, I won't throw you into the lion's den and say, go preach the gospel and you're not saved. It's dangerous. So I won't let that happen. So if you're not saved, yeah, I don't know how you guys do, but you can lift up your hands. I can lead you to Christ. This is your moment. If you are not saved, we are talking about two relationships here. The first one, are you the son of God or the daughter of God? So we are not saved. You can't even talk about something you have not encountered. That guy was released of his demons. He can tell you how he feels. The guy is not tall, Superman. He put chain on his hands, and the guy would tap. The closest person I know in the Bible that could do it was Samson. And that was caused by a demon. Now he's freed from his demon. He cannot tell everybody, I'm saved from my demons. So are you saved? I'm not talking about morality or self-righteousness. You know, I came from a Christian background. No, 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 no. Are you saved? In one minute, my time is up. I'll count to 30. I'd just like to see your hand up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 14, today's the day of salvation, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. I have a feeling deep in my spirit, somebody is afraid of doing the work of ministry. I'm not, God is not calling you to become that fivefold. Maybe you are afraid. I'll become a pastor. No, that's not what God is talking about. I have that feeling inside. Get it off your mind. The second call, there's no relationship. I mean, the relationship is not the way it is. I'm also in that shoe. So, 
So I'd like everyone who wants to close your eyes up. I want us to take a song in the next two minutes. Sir, can you help me? <laughs> I don't know who's on duty. I don't know. <laughs> but I think because I know him. So, Okay, this song by a great man, take it. My eyes are open to see. My to fix relationship yeah when i mean relationship the relationship with god god needs to fix it you know some you can help me here thank you i want you to start praying the holy ghost god needs to fix relationship you wake in the morning you are not talking to god if you know your relationship with god has been drawn back a bit I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost and begin to talk to God. God, help me fix my relationship with you. I've been far away from you. Mark 3 says, he called them and says, come, be with me first. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Be open, be open. Let the wells, the rivers inside of you be open. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, begin to pray. God, fix me. God, fix me like the woman at the well. Fix me. I know a lot about church. I know a lot about serving. But fix my relationship. Fix my relationship. My dad is a pastor. My mom is a prophetess. But I'm lost. Lord, fix me. Fix me. Lord, fix me. Fix me. Lord, fix me. Lord, fix me. Fix me. Fix me. Fix me. Fix me. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information, please visit www.vchurch316.org. God bless you.